0: Sunny 16 presents... Hello everybody, welcome to uh, Ian Fleming's uh, Quirky Cameras Podcast, edition number 5. Well, since I last spoke to you, uh, I've bought another Olympus AFL-S Quick Flash, Uh, the camera I keep telling you not to buy. Uh, this time it came as a job lot of two cameras, one of which I'm going to chat about uh, today. So this camera, the FLs, I got this time, it works as well as the first ever one did, which is if you take the battery out between each shot, the camera works, the flash doesn't work. So I've decided I think I'm going to keep this one and not spend any more money on it. Um, but if you ever find one that does work fully, let me know. In other news, I've sent my um, stereo realist away for a a CLA uh, to my camera repairman. So hopefully that'll be back shortly and I'll give you an update on that. Uh, This week I've got four more cameras to talk to you about. Plus, I decided I'd talk to you about some of my ongoing projects. These are mainly technical projects, which I still haven't got round to finishing, as eventually I'm going to run out of quirky cameras. So we have to decide to keep the same title of the podcast, but maybe expand the, um, what we're going to talk about a bit. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about some of my unfinished technical projects. So I'll start off with a camera. The first camera I have for you this week is made by Samsung. So this uh, camera was designed by Porsche. Believe it or not, I'm guessing it wasn't the guy who designed the pretty sports cars. More likely the guy who designed the enormous big Porsche SUVs. uh, Because this is the Samsung ECX-1. So I got this with my AFLS quick flash as a bonus camera. Because it don't work. (laughs) The shutter's Everything works except the shutter. Um, this is a sort of 1990s camera with a million menus. It does macro everything. I mean, the top of the camera has an LCD display, uh, which has is quite comprehensive. Um, it's tele to wide. I think it's uh, 38 to 40 or 240 mil. Is that so? It is. You know, it's one of the classic uh, tele zooms of the 1990s. Um, it's fully featured, this version doesn't work, and it's as ugly as sin, in my opinion. Oh, and it takes two two, CR123s, 123As, I think, which also means it's a real... Uh, you know, money burner in terms of batteries. So uh, I'm dumping this on eBay as a spares or repair unless any of you would like to contact me with a a fix to get it working. Uh, I bring you the Samsung ECX-1, uh, the ugly camera by Porsche and Samsung. The next camera I have for you is one I wouldn't buy unless you're a collector. Uh, This is the Polaroid. It's a Polaroid Colour Pack 80. Um, These were produced, these are one of the classic Um, Polaroid cam box cameras I would say basically Uh, this only takes 80 series film, the square pack film, which is not made anymore. So I have some in the fridge, but uh, this isn't a camera you should buy ever to use. Maybe it's a shelf queen, but it's not a really attractive shelf queen. I had this one and then I was, I think I was given this. So what I did was I hacked out the back with a Dremel. So it would take uh, the, the modern series 100 pack film. You end up then with a, a sort of black line down the edge of your pack film because um obviously the uh the frame is not as big as the the film you've put in uh i also had to use lots of black tape to stop light leaks it wasn't a totally successful modification um so this is the color pack 80 by polaroid uh one definitely not to buy the next camera i have for you is made by agfa i think it's produced in probably the 70s um and this is the 126 again, maybe in me. This is the Agfamatic Sensor 300. So this is a really sweet um, auto uh, Agfamatic camera. It does take flash bulbs, ordinary flash bulbs. I think not um, X-series. Um, you know, not, um, you know, the ones where you don't need a, a battery. Uh, the downside, this uses two... Um, 625 batteries PA, but you can put the modern 625As in I know they're a bit out on voltage but it doesn't really affect if you're going to use this camera um, it's zone focusing manual focus on the front quite straightforward as you'd expect really sweet really nicely made, obviously being West German um, lovely nice big red shutter button uh, so I used this with reloads and with the Fakmatic quite successfully it's sweet it comes with a lovely case as I say, it's got uh, electronic exposure control, which appears to work fine. Um, I think if I can wind it on for you. There you go, you can hear it. Uh, so this is a, a quite a good, nice camera for reloads. Uh, I noticed somebody said it doesn't produce square images. So I think most of the 126s relied... They were a slightly... The gate on this it might be slightly wider than... Um, the square thing because they masked them off when they mounted them up, but it says in here you must take pack film one two six Agfa pack film P A K, um, so this is the Agfomatic sensor three hundred or the axiomatic three hundred sensor, a recommended little pretty one two six camera. The last camera I have for you this time is um, made by Impossible Project. So you're either going to love me or hate me for featuring this. I like this camera. I think it's a design classic. There are some technical issues with it, but um, this is the Impossible Project I won. Um, Here we go. So you can hear my camera's battery is nearly flat, and I'm going to charge it up. And that is obviously one of the features with these cameras which is the battery life was pretty poor how i coped with it i kept a usb charge pack in my camera bag and just kept it topped up all the time um i think it's a design classic uh lots of people either love it or hate it it's af isn't perfect if you're using it out and about uh, to be fair and the viewfinder lots of people hated but actually it harks back to the original polaroid viewfinders in the early days on the 95a's and things which is land always felt that the viewfinder shouldn't get in the way of the photography so this is quite a simple viewfinder little glass viewfinder just with a circle in the middle Um, it did pick up a lot of criticism the main criticism of the camera is the uh, lack of battery life i think but the big plus of this camera is uh, Impossible Project did an app and Bluetooth with this camera, and it comes with manual mode. Now, if you know Ray Liu on Instagram, uh, a London uh, fashion photographer, uh, he's the past master at using this, and he now gets great results, obviously, out the the, um, the uh, P- One Step Plus and I think the Go Plus, the latest ones. Not the Go Plus, whichever model <laughs> I'm out of touch with, the latest Polaroid models. The camera's got a ring flash with LEDs, which is another battery Um, soaker-upper. You can turn the flash off and on. Uh, Obviously, you can run the camera fully in manual mode, uh, self-timer. You know, that was really, I think, the USP of this camera. I still don't understand why um, Impossible Project, now Polaroid, haven't made the film processing unit, FPU, available to uh, other people like Lomo and that to produce cameras. Uh, I have other cameras, which I'll talk about in future episodes, which have got um, uh, inst- the Instant Lab FPU grafted onto them to make other cameras into uh, taking p- modern Polaroid film. Um I bring you the Impossible Project i1. You can pick these up quite cheap on eBay. I think £50 for a brand new one. You just need to be aware of limitations. But if you look around on the web, there's loads of us have put lots of useful information about them on the, on the internet uh, of how to get the best out of them. I would say uh, give it a go. But also, I mean, as a shelf queen, it's absolute design classic. The Impossible Project i1. I thought i'd chat about some of my ongoing projects uh one of the projects i've got on the uh, go at the moment i've got a lovely um kodak brownie folding brownie autographic number two a um, these are really nice cameras and this one's absolutely minty but these take one one six film so i've loaded this with uh some 70 millimeter motion picture film which i got from uh film photography project in uh new york and you know in america um and i've also so this takes 70 mil film so the challenge then is how do you process 70 mil film well there's a, a quite a good cat um quite a good um, trick on the internet i spotted which is to take your patterson reels uh and you can make quite easily by having three bits of reel a 70 mm patterson reel so then i've got to process this as ecn2 uh, so I bought, uh, I've got my normal e- uh, C41 kit, but I bought um, some remjet remover. Mike Russell would kill me. <laughs> but I bought the kit from Nick and Trick Photography. They do a remjet remover kit, and they also do a sort of ECN2 basic kit, not the real McCoy, based around RA4 uh, chemistry, uh, which I'm going to give a try. So that is one of my projects, which is the... Um, Kodak uh, auto, number two a autographic brownie on seventy millimeter motion picture film. My next project is um, large format. Um, I've got some graphmatic film holders now. Uh, Jeffrey Perry of Twentieth Century Camera in the States put me onto these, and I have loaded them with um, uh, the film I got from uh, New Fifty Five. Um, they're they're negative film the name of which eludes me at the moment but i'll come back to you on that um, and these are a way of having a six shot um uh large format basically you can rattle through sh- six shots uh even jeffrey said they are a bit of a film burner so i was going to give those a try um with the uh the film i got from uh new 55 this is the negative 4x5 film not new 55's um uh, obviously, a pack film replacement, um, graphmatic film holders. I recommend uh, if you're into large format. The only thing is, when you buy them, you need to be a bit thorough testing them. I would recommend. I had to send a few back because um, they didn't always work. Graphmatic film holders. My next ongoing project is um to shoot some more Polaroid one thousand x uh, eight, ten by eight or eight by ten film. So I got a box of this. i on my second box now from we uh, were clearing it out. I guess when they split with Impossible and Polaroid, they took this with them as part of the deal. Uh, this film was came out originally um, uh, with the Golden Engineering um, processing units, the manual processors. Uh, the The problem is, it's just, can you believe, it was supposed to be a 1,000 ASA film. Well, I've always rated it at 640, i.e. like most Polaroid um, stock and i've got reasonable results with it but you do have to remember it's now god at least 10 years ex- expired and i promised uh damien with sandra i think the nice couple in singapore on instagram that i'd shoot some more for them so that i could give them more accurate feedback on what the um what to shoot it at in terms of exposure so that's uh, polaroid 1000x film Writing down this list of projects has made me realise how many things I've got on the go. Too many at once. So I've got uh, dry plates, uh, which I got from Analog Wonderland, which came from a pictographic pictographica is it in uh, america uh, these are iso 2 i've loaded those into the film holders from chroma camera which i got on the kickstarter i've yet to actually take it out uh it's winter so i'm obviously gonna have to rate them i reckon with the lack of uv at around about iso half point 0.5 uh, i've got a dry plate drying rack a uh, processing them doesn't look too bad um i think it's uh hc110 so that'll be okay i think Um, so dry plates is another thing I've got on the go and then the next thing it's good writing all your projects down to see what is 118 film so I've got an enormous Autographic 3A folding camera getting good, Nick, with no light leaks in the bellows so this took uh, 118 film or 122 film which is enormous it's bigger than uh, 5.4 it was designed for contact printing postcards in its day but obviously you can't find any roll film. I've got the backing paper in the spools and you could just stick a sheet in of 5.4, I suppose, and take it. But it would be really nice to find some sheet film or some film that was flexible enough that I could roll up. I have talked to Dave Walker about the X-ray film, but I think that's going to be too stiff, even though I'm going to buy some. Um, it would be nice to find some film that was thin enough to be able to put on the the rolls and and big enough. So 118 film, uh, any ideas? Welcome. Or 122 film, thank you very much. I've obviously still got the Darkroom project ongoing, where we haven't finished the blackout, but in terms of everything else for the Darkroom, because I had the Darkroom before, that's pretty much good to go. That's probably the one I should concentrate on most, to be honest. And last but not least is lighting. After doing... uh, Dave Shrimpton's uh, large format workshop I bought some soft lights um, which are quite cheap actually you can get a good set of soft lights quite cheap but actually uh, the thing I haven't got is a key light well you know um, uh, something a strong spot and I've been trying to find something second hand really as a key uh, um, light so uh and to play around with lighting uh, my wife has volunteered to uh, be my model and dress up god bless her so uh, we might try that at some point so i think for this week uh that is the current list of things i wanted to talk to you guys about i'd like to again put in a big shout out for mike gutterman for the uh theme music to my podcast and uh again Thanks for all you thank you all for listening uh, and uh see you again soon keep shooting film guys all the best from me and Fleming just a quick apology for uh, the washing machine noise in the background on this podcast edition